Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, hello and welcome back uh, to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're going to be covering the Parramatta Eels Supercoach team preview. Uh, I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm with uh, the co-host, Supercoach Matrix, Matty. Uh, how you going, mate? Yeah, fantastic. Um, just sitting here late nights with uh, with Matty and Braino, and uh, yeah, let's get a bit sultry. Yeah, I love it. Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. Um Mate, we're going to cover Parramatta Eels. Now, um, there's a fair bit to talk about with the Eels. Obviously, they did relatively well last year, um, but they've lost a few players. Um, I feel like that may impact them this year. So, like, they've, they've gone and lost seven pretty influential players. Um, in, they've got Nia Corey. They've lost Isaiah Papali, who I think is definitely their biggest loss by far. Um, Ray Stone has gone over to the Dolphins. Uh, got Oregon Kafusi, uh, Reed Marnie over to the Bulldogs. Hayes Perham, I think, is a, is a really big loss for them as well. Um, he's, you know, an outstanding player, and the Bulldogs have absolutely got a steal in him. Uh, and then Tom Opicic is, is gone as well. So a little bit of a shake-up because uh, we did see uh, the majority of those guys in the starting lineup last year. Um, do you feel like uh, that's going to impact them at all this year, Matty? Yeah, I think the Doggies and the Dolphins did a bit of a number on them. Um, I don't know if they could afford it. Um... Either they had to they had to pay their number six and number seven, and they carried them to a uh, to a premier uh, to a, at least to a grand final last year. Sorry, um, so yeah, it makes sense that they couldn't pay all their younger guys. You know, I wonder if Perham, you know, if he gets the fullback role, um, I'm happy for him to go into another team, and I'm excited for Supercoach that he's gone. Um, but yeah, you just look at the guys that they got and the guys that they lost, and uh, yeah, there looks to be a lot more losses than gains. So. It does. So they, they have gained Jermaine Hopgood. Um, they've also got Josh Hodgson, like you just mentioned. We've got uh, Momosia and they've got Jack Murchie. So got a couple of guys here that we can see slotting into that starting 13. Um, but we'll kick off with the fullback, Clint Gutherson, mate. He's um, actually scored 
the most fullback points last year. Um, obviously played all the games. Um, so, you know, he's very available, um, very reliable. Average 68.2. 717,000, though. Is that a bit too awkward of a price for you to move on Gutho early? Yeah, I'm not looking at him at all. Um, look, I'd rather take a risk, and they have trades for a reason. I'm going to be getting getting a Teddy or a Latrell or a, or a Turbo instead of Gutho. I'd probably look at um, Dylan Edwards or... or um, yeah, even Scotty Drinkwater over over, over Gutho. Um, and yeah. that's probably a reason that he's 1% owned. So, I started with Gutho last year, actually. Um, I went with Teddy and Gutho to, to kick off last year, and he didn't disappoint me. He um, he did pretty well initially, uh, but then I had to quickly move on to guys like Pappenhausen when he started taking off. So, he is um, Mr. Gutho was the one that made way. Like, I think you'd be... I don't think you'd be disappointed if you're spending your money elsewhere, but like, yeah, you want a bloke that you have the opportunity of getting a 68 average that you paid 500 for. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, centers and wing, we've got Mike Acevo, uh, Bailey Simonson on each wing, and then you've got Will Panasini, who had an absolute cracker of a year, one of the better cash cows of the year last year, um, pairing up with Hayes Dunster on the other side. Any of those guys grab you initially? Are you, are you looking at any of these guys to get in? Yeah, any any young cheap guy uh, that's popping into a quality squad, I uh, I want him in my lineup. And if Hayes Dunster gets the gets the nod at number four, like it looks like he might, uh, much like uh, the Peacock Will Panasini last year, um, yeah, I'll own him. Yeah, absolutely. Hayes Dunster's in for me at the moment until Teamless Tuesday. Again, a bit of a placeholder at two hundred and thirty-four thousand, but he's one of those guys you just hope when you open the app on uh, at four p.m. Tuesday, you see a little green light next to his name. That yep. would be ideal. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, about 21% of us that are feeling the same way at the moment. <laughs> um, so I actually thought he'd be higher on just looking then. So 21%, I can live with that. That's not too bad. Yeah, I think once Teamless Tuesday comes around and, and if he gets the nod, you'll see that skyrocket. So, And it was a bit like James Schiller last year for the Raiders. Um, I think he kind of came out of nowhere and people jumped on him and then unfortunately he just was never seen again after round two. So... Bit of a bit rough. Hopefully, we don't see the same thing for Hayes Dunster. Um, but obviously, we're, there's a couple of suspensions and shuffles and things like that that we'll talk about that could impact that too. Because Bailey Simonson currently has a shoulder injury. There's no real word about how he's going with his rehab. So, does he start? Um, there's plenty of question marks there as well. So, could be an opportunity for someone else to come in, uh, come in there. And then obviously, we've got Wonga Blake as well, who's got a broken arm. So, he's bound to come back into that lineup at some point. Does Dunster or Simonson or potentially both make way for two other guys, um, one being Wong or Blake, there's a good chance. So yep. plenty to watch there with that parallel lineup. Um, mate, six and seven, uh, uh, Dill Brown. Did you have Dill Brown uh, at no, all last year? No, didn't didn't touch him all year, and it was somebody I regretted. Um, he was so cheap. He was such a good price, and he just skyrocketed. And I kept saying every week, like, he just can't keep doing this. He just can't keep doing this. And, yeah, he did it all year. Huge year, huge year. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say that he doesn't have a year like that again, though, this year. Um, I feel like there might be a bit of regression. Uh, and look, 74 average, like that's a that's a serious average. That's more than four points more than Mitch Moses, who we'd expect to probably score better than Dylan Brown. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely not looking at Dylan Brown. He's way too uh, expensive for me early. There's definitely some better, cheaper options um, that we'll talk through in, in future team previews. So Yeah, go 
taken a bit of a step forward to my bust. Um, I actually don't expect the Eels to do as well as they did last year. I think some of the losses that they made will be big losses and they'll feel it. I felt like a lot of the halves were moving forward because of blokes like IPAP and uh, and the quick play the ball and, and such a good forward pack. Um, yeah, I see the Eels making a regression, which I'll see, you know, the halves not getting as much ball, Gutho not having as much space. Uh, yeah, I see the whole Eels making a taking a step back, and you know, it's not really a massive call. Uh, they made the grand final, um, but I think the top tier guys you'll see their uh, their averages drop. And uh, yeah, look, I won't be looking at the Peacock, I won't be looking at Sevo, I won't be looking at the halves, I won't be looking at the fullbacks. Honestly, only if a cheapie comes into this team, really, will I be looking at them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. You mentioned bust, mate. Mine's Josh Hodgson. Um, I think. I think he's a big trap uh, at the moment. Uh, you know, obviously he's had a, a lot of injury issues, uh, ACL reconstruction, lots of knee instability. Um, so he actually went and had surgery on that knee, and it wasn't a typical kind of uh, ACL rupture. It was there was a lot of instability uh, in the knee that actually caused a lot of issues moving forward for him, and they weren't confident enough in the stability of his knee to actually play him at all, which then he went and got his full ACL knee Rico. So that there's a lot of question marks around him. Obviously we know when he was at the Raiders and when he was in his prime, he was doing uh, some great things in super coach world, but I feel like he's past it. And I feel like the price that Josh Hodgson's at, I think he's at um, 385,000. Oh, like that, that's, that's going to trap a lot of people. I think they're going to look at that and they're going to think, Oh, that's actually a nice price. Uh, I can free up some cash elsewhere. And I reckon you're going to be stuck with a bloke that probably averages 40 to 45 for the season. And you're going to have to try and move him on or create cash elsewhere to upgrade him. So uh, not a fan. A few stats, I guess, for Josh Hodgson as well, in case people are really loving him. Um, nobody besides James Tedesco has ever come back from an ACL Rico and scored better in Supercoach the next year. So James Tedesco, the only player to ever do it. Last year, Luke Keary was the perfect example of somebody who everybody was on in the preseason. Everybody loved Luke Keary. He was 35% owned to start the season. Um, I think he was at like maybe early 500s, I think 515K or something like that. And um, yeah, he had a, obviously a regression year because he was coming back off the ACL. So, you know, you've got to look at that as well as a pretty important stat to take into consideration with him. Yeah. And look, I agree with you. And I think that your stats are on point there. But I think at 385K, if he starts slow and then you start seeing him, you know, making some steps forward and playing playing better, my biggest issue is that he plays in a loaded hooker spot and I can't see me getting him in, his, in my team. But if he drops to 290K, a big name like Josh Hodson, like he doesn't have to cover much more than that 45 average to make you, to make you a fair bit of cash. Um, I'm just going to never say never with Josh Hodgson and he's a class act and, you know, he's not going to average more after his ACL and he's not going to be the player that he was. But I think if he drops to 290K, playing in a good Paris team, uh, giving good service to good players, um, I think there could be a little bit of cash to make. My biggest issue is I think blokes like Brandon Smith, I think blokes like Reese Robson, I think towards the end of the year I'm going to have blokes like Harry Grant in my team. Yeah, I can't see Josh Hodgson uh, being in my team. But if you're fading some of those guys and you've cashed up on on Cleary and Nico and you know Tedesco and Latrell, uh, you're going to have to go cheap at cheap at hooker. Um, I don't think he should be the 13% owned that he is now. 
I think it's a wait and see. I think after round six, if he's starting to get some legs under him, uh, you could look at him. But, yeah, I'm just going to say watch him. Put him on your watch list. Uh, keep an eye fair on shout. him. Yeah. Yeah, fair shout. Um, mate, the props, uh, Regan Campbell, Gillard, Junior, Bolo. Pretty pretty yeah. strong players. Obviously, we, we know what they can do, both origin props. Uh, Super coach wise, both average 50 on the dot. Um, yep. Are you looking at either? I don't want guys that are going to average 50 unless they cost 200K. So. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, 100%. Um, speaking of a guy that costs 200K, or close to 300, but it's relevant for that segue, is uh, Jermaine Hopgood, who's been rumored to be starting at lock or had the first opportunity at lock. Uh, obviously, with Ryan Madison suspended until round four, that opens up an opportunity for somebody like Hopgood uh, to slot in and, and kind of show their worth initially. Uh, get two price rises out of him if, at worst case. Um, Hopgood's locked in for me, uh, and it looks like he's locked in for most at 41.4% owned. So I think 17,000 people feel the same way as us about Hopgood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he could nearly be in the cheapy category where he is. Uh, start that lock in an excellent team. Um, I've locked him in straight away. And I'll, uh, I'll look to move if he makes way for Maddo. Um, but, yeah, that's a little bit away. And I'm praying he makes enough money to be a stepping stone um, into, into a little bit better player and uh, somebody that can be points on the board. Um, I think Hopgood, if you're looking to save a bit of money in that, in that second row, and I'll be looking at, you know, your top-tier players and some real cheapies, um, yeah, I think he's somebody that you could play probably week one. Um, he might bang out 50. Um, which, you know, for the money isn't too bad. It's better than paying 528k for Junior Paolo and uh, and getting 50, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's currently, I mean, you could use Hopgood as your third, second rower or fourth, second rower, really. Like, you, you've got a fair bit of flexibility there because we've got more positions available there uh, or more players available in that position, sorry. So, um, yeah, pretty good option. I think he's a bit of a no-brainer initially until we see teams. So, But yeah. one person that is not what we would classify a cheapie is Sean Lane. Now, coming off an absolute belter of a year, and he, he did my team a real solid last year, I picked him up as a bit of a pod around mid-season, uh, around the or before the first origin, pretty sure, because um, uh, they were playing that first buy. And uh, he never let me down with 68 average, 724,000 though. He, there's argument to, to start with him. How do you feel about Sean Lane? 
Yeah, look, if I'm looking to load up on second row forward, he's a guy that I'd look at. Um, I'm I'm not, really. I think I'd probably look at a bloke like an Angus Crichton or somebody like that instead. Um, but he was a gun last year, and he plays 80 minutes in one of the best teams in the comp, uh, 0.9 ppm. Um, he was... You know, one of the players I regretted not owning, much like Dillbags sitting there at the uh, at the number six. Um, I'm not sure I can start with him at that price. Um, I want to use some of those second row forward options to generate some cash. Um, but he'll be somebody I look through in the in the middle of the season, and you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if I owned him. Yeah, hundred percent. The guy loves to loves to hit a good line. He's got a really good connection with Dylan Brown there on the left edge. Uh, it's you, you can go worse, that's for sure. They've lost and, a lot uh, of players, other... and I think he'll look back to go, you know, go back to what he knows. Uh, they've lost a lot of players. He'll see Sean uh, Sean in there, and they'll uh, they'll link together really well. Yeah, definitely. Mate, on the other side, we've got, uh, I suppose, a couple of options, but it's rumoured that Jack Murchie's probably got the, the nod initially on the right edge. Um, we spoke about Jack Murchie. I'm not going to talk about him in depth again because if you if you want to know a bit about Jack Murchie, go and check out the first episode in our team picker. Uh, we we definitely covered him in depth. 432000 if he starts, he's uh, a really good option there. But the other guy that uh, I suppose, you know, people are really praying and hoping um, – come to light as Bryce Cartwright making a resurgence, the Cardi party. <laughs> um, but there's there's rumour that he's gone and um, fractured his leg uh, in the preseason. So he can't really get himself a break. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because Cartwright, obviously, we know is a good enough player to be a starting second rower. Um, we've seen what he's done in previous years. But is he is he a look for you if he gets the nod or if he, he's in that 17? Yeah, if he does, like he's obviously a quality football player. Um, and his cheapest chips. Um, yeah, I just get worried that, you know, he's going to play two games and be injured. Uh, you know, I think that they'll give Jack Murchie a run and Bryce Cartwright will just be a backup or maybe come off the bench. I think that they're going to, yeah, that they're going to give opportunity to, to a younger player. Um, and, yeah, if Jack, it's Jack Murchie's spot to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jack Murchie is one percent owned. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I I'm kind of drawn towards these whole uh, the, these pods. But like, I think you've got to also be wary. There's a reason why he's one percent owned because it is a risk taking a guy like that. He's a little bit unproven. He, he was great with the Warriors last year on a very poor team. But you've also got to be. He's not Isaiah Papali. Um, he's know, also not Isaiah could... Papali's price. No, not even close, but he was a very similar price to Papali when he went to Parramatta, which is pretty intriguing. Um, so can he become 600 plus? Yeah, I'd argue that he could if he gets that left, uh, that right edge roll, but we'll see what happens. Um, lots to change and trials to watch. So we're watching Parramatta's uh, trials with uh, great interest, I think. Yeah, at least you um, get the opportunity for a uh, for a cheapie in the, in the Parasite. I feel like a lot of those really good teams, um, they've just kept the same lineup and... Uh, and there's no cheapies. Um, there's a bit of value in power. Yeah, absolutely. It's always nice to go with a cheapie or two from a solid team. You know that they're going to get a good opportunity. So, um, Obviously, we mentioned Ryan Matheson already, but he's a no-brainer to come straight back into that squad. Do they use him off the bench as impact and play him just 50 straight from the, from the bench um, like they did last year? Or do they just put him back in the 13? Um, still, I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Um, We've also got Jake Arthur off the bench, not worth mentioning him. 
Makahisi Makatoa, again, 25 average. And then you've probably got Bryce Cartwright there. So, uh, I mean, the bench isn't in too intriguing. Uh, Nathan Brown with a hamstring injury. Nobody really knows how he's tracking either. So he's, I guess, all the bench are a fade at the moment for me. Yeah, I think like um, Nathan Brown, I think if he comes back and plays like that 15, 20-minute role and he drops a heap of cash, he's somebody that you'd look at um, coming back from his from his injury. Um, I really like looking at those injured players and then they just, you know, they come back, they play 15 minutes the first game, they play 20 minutes the first game, then suddenly they drop 150K and then they move back into their normal role and uh, can be the great players that we expect, so... That's right. We've seen him do it. Uh, there was rumour that he was going to be going to the Tigers, I think, probably about a month ago, but obviously that fizzled out pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with him. Um, now, we've obviously got Wonga Blake that's got to come back into this side once he's, uh, that, that broken arm's recovered. Um, I'd say he'll probably push a Dunster or a Simonson out of that lineup, um, but we don't know how that's playing. Broken arm, probably you can suggest at least probably six to eight weeks. Um one guy I'm watching quite closely is Dejan Arcee because there's a good chance um, that he's in the running for that, that center position with Dunster as well. Uh, he did play a bit of center with the Warriors. Um, so I'm interested to see how they play that there. Um, any looks at the any of the other squad that interests you, Matty? Uh, yeah, look, um, if Mamasia gets an opportunity, um, very talented football player, um, I think there's a big injury. I think Arcee's worth a, uh, worth a look at. Look, if... if you know, if the six or seven gets injured, um, Arcee's going to be injected right in there, and he's someone that I'd be looking at again. Just cheaper players entering a quality football team. Um, he's a quality player in his in his own right. Um, yeah, I think he's pretty good buy. So, yeah, awesome, very good, uh, mate. I guess the last one for me in my boom uh, for this time around is Mitch Moses for this year. We didn't really touch on him too much, but I'm. Um, I never used to be a big Mitch Moses fan. And that was because when he was at the Tigers, he obviously didn't play his best football. Uh, and that left an indent in my brain. Who plays years. their best football at the Tigers? Can I just ask you? Not many, mate. But Adam Dewey's playing all right. So I'm going to hope that he continues playing some good football <laughs> he'll, with us. He'll look great in the centers, man. Mate, we're turning things around. I'm, I'm <laughs> optimistic about this year. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how we go. But, mate, Mitchell Moses, obviously, he's got the goal-kicking duties uh, on a very good team. We've seen him run himself. He's got a really good running game. He's kicking games class. Like he averaged 70 last year. I feel like that's a little bit under. So I feel like this is Mitchell Moses is a guy. And we've got to remember that the Eels don't have a buy until round 14, right? So you've got 13 straight rounds of Mitchell Moses that you don't have to worry about when the buy is coming up. Um, and he could be a guy that you look at in that second halfback position if you're looking to fade an Nico Hines and want to save 150 grand. So uh, I, I don't mind Mitch Moses. He's my boom. I think he's going to have a career year this year. I think he's probably going to have his best year of footy. Um, whether that leads to a premiership, I, I don't believe it will. Um, but I, I can see him taking a step up this year. Yeah, I um, I disagree with you. Um, I think the expensive Beautiful. players on the on the heels of poor substitutes for the truly elite supercoach players. I don't think Gutho, mm-hmm. Dillbags or Moses outscore their 2022 averages. Cool. I like it. Mate, maybe we should have a little bit of a bolter bet on that. Yeah. So we, we can see... Uh, well, I'm going to say that Mitchell Moses exceeds his average. You're going to say that he doesn't. And, yeah, let's do um, it. We'll uh, first bolter better the year. Four pack of bolter <laughs> straight to your front door if uh, <laughs> Mitchie Moses scores uh, under seventy point two. All right, I'm excited. And that full strength stuff, not this, uh, not this. Yeah, no, we're going stuff. with hazy. We, we'll go hazy. <laughs> oh, hello, um, Yep, yep. <laughs> 
uh, love a bolter. Uh, if bolters listening and want to sponsor this podcast, mate, we're, we're definitely all ears. Yeah, like all our posters are cut in a week, so I'm pretty cheap. <laughs> That's it. Got to keep the sponsors happy. <laughs> um, mate, is there anybody else in this lineup for the Eels that, that takes your fancy? No, no, that's it. I think I'll be looking at the really cheap players that are on this team um, because quality football, you know, will be played coming out of para. I actually see him dropping off a bit this year. Um, yeah, I've got him in at, uh, in that sort of six or seven mark this year. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't I've see him making the grand I've final again. Fourth. Yep. I've got him fourth again. Maybe that comes off the back of me thinking that Moses is going to have a better year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to stay strong at fourth uh, this year. But, again... It's the beauty of talking about things with about 30 days to go before the season's <laughs> even started. You can say what you want. So um, we'll see how see how close we get. But, uh, mate, thanks for jumping on as always with me. Um, mate, we've got plenty more teams to cover. We're through the first four now. So if anybody missed the first four, we're doing them in ladder order. So we've already covered the Cowboys last episode. We've already covered the Sharks. Um, mate, I, I suppose the last thing to do is tell us where to contact you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at SC underscore Matrix. And where can we find you, Brainer? Same place, mate. Uh, Brain underscore FS. Um, who are we covering next, mate? Who's the next team? I think we've got um, be Melbourne Storm, wouldn't it? Next? Next podcast? Yeah, yeah it'll be the Storm. Beautiful. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's one that I'm looking forward to. I think there's plenty to talk about with the Storm. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you uh, next episode. Cheers.